0: The House has a new speaker, and it seems Speaker Johnson is going to push for a farm bill passage this year. Did the U.S. get pulled deeper into the Middle East conflict? China is buying U.S. beans, El Nino weather patterns, stock workers on the St. Lawrence Seaway are striking, and CO2 pipeline controversies continue.
1: Live from continuing consternation via Farm Journal broadcast, this is Agritalk. This morning, we'll begin with a conversation with Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson. Then it's our Farmer Forum with panelists Jim Wiesmeyer and Sean Haney. And directly following the news, Jennifer Scheich from Farm Journal's Pork. I'm the handsome newsman, Davis Michelson. And now,
0: the host of Agritalk, Jeff Flory. All right, Davis. Hey, buddy. How's things going this morning? Super great super great great. i mean we're like
1: almost 30 degrees cooler but whatever
0: yeah Yeah, i was gonna say things kind of stink up here (laughs) yeah um you know we had the high of the day at midnight and uh it's been getting colder ever since and here Uh we sit at 44 degrees with the wind blowing and a little bit of rain Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. an icky kind of day i got
1: a new uh new sweater that i ordered in the mail yesterday yeah yeah i checked the forecast yeah. check the fit of the sweater itself I ordered yeah. two more there's two more coming <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you know, some guys can just never have too many sweaters you just can't right you can't you do know it. I was thinking about that though the other day after we had the sweater the sweater versus sweatshirt conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I've got a black Iowa State sweatshirt okay I've I've got two red sweatshirts mm-hmm. one of them is a zip up. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, of course, I've got the gray. So yeah, no, I kind of get it. I get I think where you're, you're coming from. Yeah. Sounds like you're covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I went back and looked at what we did this week. Okay. I, boy, we covered a lot of different issues in the mornings, um, in the morning hour of Agri Talk this week, mm-hmm. and we we need to go back and kind of recap some of the issues that we talked about. And these conversations that we started this week will continue today are going to carry into next week as well on some of these things, especially uh, the, uh, the the carbon pipelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk more about that today a little, I think. Uh, but next week, we're going to have more conversation about the safety of these pipelines mm-hmm. uh just how much damage they do rock got me started on it in the farmer yep. forum remember that i
1: do i do yeah rock well and i will got me say started on it. uh there were a number of times over this last week when you were like you
0: know what that was a great guest we need to
1: get them on again and talk <laughs> yeah. more about x yeah. y or z a lot of yeah. that this week
0: exactly exactly oh man let's get started what you got yeah, in the news better. Uh, let's, let's start with the weather, heavy
1: rain, scattered flash flooding chances extend from the Southern Plains through the lower Ohio Valley, moderate to locally heavy snow forecast across the central Rockies this weekend, bitter early season, cold snap expected across much of the great Plains and Rockies while record breaking warmth is found across the East and Gulf coast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's some winter weather all the way down into Texas. Yep. So heads yep. up. House Speaker Mike Johnson
1: detailed a plan to move next week to the legislative branch Interior Environment and Transportation HUD appropriations bills. He also proposed skipping the markups for the Commerce, Justice, Science and Labor HHS education bills. The last two that haven't been reported by the Appropriations Committee. Johnson says he plans to split Israel and Ukraine aid bills. Johnson said other GOP lawmakers have drafted a document with 12 critical questions for the White House to answer as a condition for additional support for Ukraine. Lots in there.
0: I think a lot of listeners would say, hey, good start, Speaker Johnson. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Well, House Democrats have not
1: decided to back a 2018 Farm Bill extension and remain hopeful of moving a bipartisan Farm Bill. This according to House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Jeffries said House Republicans, quote, continue to play ideological games as some tout deep cuts in the next Farm Bill. House Ag Committee Chair Glenn G.T. Thompson remains optimistic about passing a new farm bill this year, yep. despite calls from the Senate for a one-year extension of the expiring 2018 farm bill. And I imagine the farm yep. bill is going to come up in the next segment, Chip. Well, absolutely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Jim uh, Jim Wiesmeyer and I had that conversation with uh, Chair Thompson yesterday. We've got it coming up for you in the next segment.
1: And here's an interesting one, Chip. Ukrainian officials, including President Zelensky, have vehemently denied recent reports from a Ukrainian consulting firm and a British company, which suggested the newly established corridor for Ukrainian grain exports in the Black Sea had ceased operations. As evidence Mm. of continued operations, it has been revealed that 23 ships are currently loading at Ukrainian ports, and a total of 51 ships have utilized the corridor, exporting more than 1.3 million metric tons of ag products. And other cargo mixed messages. What do you know about well, Ukrainian the exports? Market,
0: the, the, the wheat market is saying, okay, well, if it's open, we need to go back to the downside. Right. So HRW futures got double digit losses, partly because of the moisture that's coming in, but mm-hmm. partly because of uh, the Ukrainian, the availability of Ukrainian wheat.
1: Well, Chip, trade ministers from the group of seven, that's the G7 nations, are set to convene in Osaka, Japan, to formulate strategies aimed at strengthening global supply chains, and reducing vulnerability to economic coercion, particularly from countries like China. This gathering takes place against the backdrop of heightened geopolitical risks stemming from conflicts in the Middle East and Ukraine, as well as strained diplomatic relations marked by sanctions and trade barriers designed to bolster industrial security. And just this one more thing, Chip. Indonesia has flown its first commercial flight using palm oil blended jet fuel. Over to you. Wow.
0: Wow. Look at that. Prove the technology works yep. for us. That's that's fantastic. All right. Good stuff, Davis. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Let's bring in Jennifer Scheich, editor of Farm Journal Sport. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Okay. So the 21st Century Animal Health Symposium, it's happening right now at the University of Illinois. You are there. What are you learning?
2: Well, it's been a really great start to the day. I mean, we, we're just kind of getting into it, but Today we've got a small group of people gathered together. There's maybe just over 125 in the room to talk about the intersection of veterinary medicine and technology and really just trying to take a look forward. Like, what do we need to be doing um, 20 years, 40 years down the road, and how are we going to get there? Because so often the tools that we use to try to improve in the technology that we use to improve um, animal care. Actually, increases the amount of work for the veterinarian, and we're seeing this like trend of of burnout, and just you know, the more tech we add, the more work mm. that means for veterinarians. So, so how can we how can we make um, veterinary medicine more sustainable, not only for the practitioners in it, but then how do we also continue to find ways to use technology to provide better animal care? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, this conference is focusing on both. Food animals and also companion animals. So it's been a great start as we kind of look look at some of the you know tech that's out there, but also start kind of some conversations, dreaming about what tech do we need. Yeah,
0: yeah. The record keeping and documentation, the data that comes with some of the technology, has got to mm-hmm. it has got to create a, a heavier workload for some of the
2: vets. Absolutely, and you know yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because we've talked about how you know, in the crop side of things that they're recording so much data that they're able to move it forward faster. And we've got to catch up with livestock, but we need the tech to capture the data.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Have fun over there, Jennifer. Thank you. You bet. That is Jennifer Scheich, editor of Farm Journals Pork. Okay. Coming up next, Jim Wiesmeyer and I, as I mentioned, had a conversation with House Ag Committee Chairman, Glenn Thompson yesterday we've got that conversation coming your way next here on the free for all
1: when it comes to combines capacity and costs keep going up so if you aren't the largest farm in the county how do you achieve the high harvesting efficiency of the big operations while still keeping costs in check Start by checking out the Kloss Trion 740. The latest Kloss combine delivers high reliability, low maintenance, gentle threshing, and surprising efficiency. The Kloss Trion 740. Learn more at kloss.com.
3: Unlock the full potential of your yield with Farm Journal's Connected Ag Project. Farm Journal has teamed up with a coalition of partners to support producers in harnessing data to fuel both agronomic and financial resilience. Built around the use and adoption of well-proven practices, participating farmers will also benefit from technical guidance, personalized data support, and direct payments. Visit trustinfood.com grow today to learn more about this USDA-funded project.
1: If you're
4: living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps. You make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out of pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll build your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no
1: out of pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800 556 9015. That's 800 556 9015. Again, 800 556 9015. That's 800 556 9015.
3: Hey, I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
1: AgriTalk is brought to you by Phospholutions, which is excited to launch Rhizosorb, the first fertilizer technology proven across hundreds of field trials to improve grower ROI by 20% and maintain or increase yield with less applied phosphate per acre.
0: Welcome back to AgriTalk on this Friday morning. That means that it is time for this week's free for all. And boy, what an active week it was on the news. we got a new speaker. Uh, we're going to talk about that when we get Davis Michelson back in here. And, of course, Sean Haney from Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio, will be on with us. And right now, let's bring in pro-farmer policy analyst, Jim Wiesmeyer. How you doing, Jim? Pretty good. And we've got a special guest, Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson, chairman of the House Ag Committee. G.T. represents the people of the 15th District of Pennsylvania. Chairman Thompson, thank you so much for making time for us. Well, Chip Jim, happy Friday.
5: Uh, thanks, yeah. thanks for the opportunity to be on with you.
0: Yep, glad that you are here. What a week! What a week. Jim and I have joked around about how tough it was to keep up with everything that was happening in D.C. To be in the middle of it and and be a part of it had to really be something.
5: Well, it was certainly a historic time. I, um I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of books history books written about the past three weeks. I'm not sure all of them are going to be very kind uh, because of some of the dynamics that were going on, uh, the amount of number of, of just good people that were, uh, as I say, were sacrificed on the altar of craziness uh, in this uh, speaker situation. But at the end of the day, we we wound up with a, a great leader uh, in terms of Mike Johnson. Speaker Johnson is smart, articulate, principled, you know, I I believe in providence of God. I think this was His time. He's it he brought the full package to be able to uh, to earn the speakership, and I I think it's what he what we need for a time such as this. So I'm I'm thrilled. Plus, I'm thrilled with a speaker that yep. as he was campaigning and preparing, he, I like somebody that plans in details. And mm-hmm. so he he put out a potential schedule of what he would do when, and it included passing a farm bill off the House floor in December. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Are you ready for that? Yeah, we will be. Absolutely.
5: I'm I'm so pleased. I mean, you guys have been great, right? We've we've spent a lot of time together. You've watched me and my leadership over the past two years and 10 months and the intensity of You know, uh, in about a week or so, I'll be in Oklahoma City. So that'll be my 38th state. And then uh, for icing, I've I've been to Puerto Rico. So 38 states in one territory, probably uh, well over 80 state visits altogether. The amount of information we have has really put us in a position to write a highly effective farm bill. And we're right where I think we should be. Right now, we're socializing ideas on how to fund it. I mean, in my mind, from the very beginning, this would be about the time frame. You know, you work on the ideas, you work on the policy, and and we're not being closed minded There's still maybe some things come forward, and some things that we're waiting on Congressional Budget Office uh, to be able to pick between the different options that are that, that are out there. Uh, but we have to, you know, obviously figure out how to pay for. It. There's no new dollars, yeah, uh, certainly in this Congress. So, uh, uh, so we've been putting out some ideas, some of them that have gotten people's attention, and which is great because. If I can get them to the table, which I have been, both Republicans and Democrats, and explain some of the ideas that may be out there, you know, we're, I think we're making some progress because in the end, I've still committed, Chip and Jim, that this will be uh, a bipartisan, bicameral, and highly effective farm bill.
6: Well, Mr. Chairman, uh, Debbie Stabenow, Senate like, Ag, uh, you know, chairwoman, <clears throat> earlier this week, Uh, kind of bowed uh, from her prior position. And although I don't think she wanted to, she urged a one-year extension, saying USDA just just could not keep up with everything on a multi-month extension. Uh, Do you agree with that? And also, I want you to comment on something else. She revealed that in her talks with Schumer, the majority leader, he offered uh, to find several billion dollars in additional funding. (laughs) Do you know what that level would be? Yeah. No,
5: I, I don't agree with that, actually. I, I think we should be committed right now to doing our job, Jim. Um, we are in the House. We will be ready. I mean, there were a couple of deadlines. The technical deadline, obviously, was October 1st, but there was no real harm created. Harm comes, you know, on January 1st of 2024. and And so that's the first thing. I I think that we need to be focused on doing our job. I would sooner that all the Four Corners be talking about how we accomplish that. Uh, that's my encouragement. Uh, I love working with Senator Stabenow. Uh, as you all know, Senator Bozeman is a dear friend of mine, is, as his ranking member, Scott. We will probably need an extension, but it should be an extension to allow us technically finish our job We're okay. I'm looking forward to sending a Senate a harm bill before the end of the year. They're on their own time frame, but I know they've been working with with due diligence. So let's serve the American people and serve the American farmer and get our job done. Uh, we're going to need some an extension, but it should be a clean extension. Okay. And there may so, be a few things that would come to a screeching halt, like the the dairy margin coverage that may need some uh, temporary assistance, or certain uh, a few things we don't want to disrupt. But at the same time, the incentive should be to do our work, and so to do a, a an overtly funded long term stopgap bill or extension uh,
6: here. You know, I I think that 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 provides the wrong incentive. The incentive should be to do our job. Yeah. So what about USDA saying uh, to uh, Stamina, uh, implementing commodity programs uh, via short-term extension or multiple extensions is difficult?
5: Well, first of all, USDA needs to do its job uh just like we're going to do our job and yeah they're going to need some time right because if we're making this a highly effective farm bill though hopefully we can find the funding uh there will be some new programs not just uh, uh some changes to existing programs so doing some type of extension is not only about making uh the the technicalities of the house and the senate getting its job done getting through conference and getting this bill enacted we're going to need some extension time in order to give usda uh time they're not going to be able to implement overnight and so that that that's just common sense it makes sense but when you start to do and 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 also any kind of uh of an extension needs to be something put together by the four corners not by one corner Um, I would not I would not do that to my to my partners. We, you know, um, and the incentive needs to be on on getting this bill done and then taking into account that, you know, the great things that we will put in this farm bill uh, that are changes or, quite frankly, new. It always takes USDA time to do its job. That's been a reality of every farm bill.
6: Well, what yeah. about Schumer's offering to find spending offsets that'll increase funding by, you know, several billion dollars? Any comments I, there?
5: I I encourage the senator to send me those offsets, and we will incorporate those into the work with the actual farm bill. Uh, that's where we should be looking for the offsets and to incorporate into doing our job, now, not into putting together a a uh, a well-funded extension that basically replaces the need for a farm bill. That that would be a disservice to the American people and the American farmer.
6: Have you heard the uh, number amount of the several billions or or not? Uh... I, I have not. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. She didn't want to talk about the details of several billion, but when you're talking about several billion, I would hope that there are details available and, and known before we run out of time, the hog guys out here in Iowa would kill me if I don't want to ask you the question about the eats act. Chairman uh, Thompson, what are the odds that it will be included?
5: Well, the Eats active has been demonized by um, a handful of folks that had already adjusted for the market. And God bless them. That's that's how industry should work. If you've got a particular market you want to go after, uh, making changes to meet those market needs is a way to do it. It should not be driven by, by one state or two states. You know, in the state of Massachusetts, it's not just dictating yeah. um, how – Livestock is produced. Uh, Now they're limiting what what will be able to be transported on the road. That's a great example of the dangers of that. Now the Eats Act itself, I think, has been demonized. Uh, That that has been led by animal rights people. Uh, In agriculture, we are the leaders on animal welfare. But the animal rights individuals have have demonized the Eats Act. We need to have something this farm bill that that addresses. Proposition 12 and, quite frankly, what Massachusetts is trying to do, we shouldn't circumvent uh, the interstate ability to to regulate in terms of their health issues and their practices. I respect those. Uh, But in terms of commerce, we need to put something in. Can you imagine a situation where we're (laughs) seeing evidence of it where there is trade wars between 50 states? And yep. let me point just point to what Massachusetts has done now, which will be preventing the transportation of certain pork products yep. uh, on their roads. And in California, where it hasn't even been implemented yet, but yep. the cost of pork products has is going up and will soon be unaffordable to the average family. And yep. that's what we need to prevent going forward. This is, Absolutely. while respecting what states need to do and i think we can thread that needle it may not be the eats act, though because okay. of how the EAT act has been demonized
0: okay well i tell you what chairman thompson i hope your do your job attitude is infectious there in the 118th good luck to you and thank you so much
5: Well, gentlemen thank you thanks for thank being you. great voices for america's number one industry
0: agriculture thanks, thank sir. you sir you bet that is chairman of the house ag committee Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson will keep the free-for-all going next here on AgriTalk.
7: The Scoop Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop Podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find the Scoop podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail.
3: Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about. But you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society.
4: Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer.
0: Joining us now, ProFarmer editor Brian Grady-Beach. Looking at the uh, at the meal chart here, it's just darn near straight up uh, and some strong gains again today
8: absolutely chip Uh, just explosive gains in the meal market Uh, new contract highs there and uh, that's helping to fuel uh, gains of nearly 20 cents in in soybeans here at mid-morning so uh, big move up in in both of those markets that's spilling over to corn to some degree Uh, they're trading about two cents higher but uh, still trading to the upside uh, after what's been uh, a relatively relatively uh, rough week of of trade in the corn market. Uh, Wheat, on the other hand, is trading to the downside, and and Ukraine has uh, reopened the the corridor, uh, the Black Sea Humanitarian Corridor, and and, uh, it will shut for about three days, and and, uh, so that's putting pressure on the wheat market to close out the week. And we have some uh, winter precept coming to the uh, HRW areas, and and that's also uh, putting pressure mostly on that market.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Don't look now, Brian, but lean hogs are working on a fifth consecutive higher close.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just continue to work higher here and, and narrow up the uh, the discounts that those winter month contracts hold to the cash index. And, and so that's been kind of the theme this week, uh, corrected buying uh, and then uh, narrowing up those uh, discounts. And, and so we continue to see that here at mid-morning. And the cattle market still trying to claw back some of uh, the hefty losses that were posted on Monday. Uh, we'll see if it lasts or not because the theme has been to see good intraday gains and then that kind of um, wears out as we get to the end of the session and, and we end up with uh, relatively disappointing closes. So maybe that will reverse here today.
0: I'd sure like to see that. All right, Brian, thank you, buddy. Have a great weekend. Pro Farmer Editor, Brian Grady on Markets Now.
1: This is Andrew McRae, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in our industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com.
3: Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy.
9: Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy.
3: Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
1: Opinions expressed on Agritalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. On your favorite
0: radio station or your preferred digital device, Agritalk is live every
6: week.
0: Okay, let's keep this momentum going. Welcome back to Agritalk and the Free for All. I'm your host, Chip Flory. Davis Michelson is here. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. Hey, Sean. How is Hey, it chip on
4: money? Um, it's going really good. I'm, good. I'm super excited. The world series. I know yeah. the national sports media is not everyone's been poo pooing it. The networks are freaking out, but you know what? I like two fresh teams in the series and uh, it's, I think it's going to be a great one.
0: You know, it, the, the more I think about it, the more disappointed I am in the Cubs, the way they faded down the stretch. It could have been the Cubs.
4: It could have been a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, the Blue oh, Jays were geez. terrible in that. Anyway, it, I, you know what? I yeah. think what's going to happen is that there is some fantastic players that, especially in the D-backs, young players that yeah. most people have never heard of. Pay attention. There is a great young crop there that uh, are just yeah. have been fantastic all year.
0: Yep. All right. Jim Wiesmeyer, Pro Farmer Policy Analyst. Hey, buddy. Uh,
6: we had wild cards play out in Washington, and now we're seeing it in baseball.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. What was your takeaway? Well, let me let me let me let me ask this: Do you think that they can get this done by the end of the year? Because Chairman Thompson shared with us before we got on started recording the conversation that the three weeks that it took to elect the speaker were not wasted. By his committee and by the staff, they were working hard on the bill, even as Congress was basically shut down.
6: Absolutely. Do you think they can get this done? Well, I don't know whether they can get it totally done, but here's my bottom line. You heard his passion. He does not change, and passion drives things. So I think we're going to see a farm bill done before, say, February or March of next year. Okay. That means it'll probably start and should start with the 2025 crop chip, thereby giving USDA enough time to implement it, rules, regulations, et cetera. But he's he's driving the process in the House, and now he has a speaker to help him uh, on that uh, as well, plus a very good staff.
4: Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I think, did he say he's been to, as of, this week or next week he'll be to thirty eight states. Is, yeah. is that the number? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: thirty eight states for listening sessions.
4: That that's that to me is like that that stuck out to me uh, and, and the 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 work and and the grind that goes into from a grassroots perspective to to make this happen in a country as large as 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 the U S is uh, that that is to me is is very commendable and I know it's hey it's he's the chairman it's his job. But but this is uh, a lot of times we just think of like, you know, it's hey, it's meetings in D.C. And like th- this, that is a grind to get out to 38 states to make this happen. And the new speaker does bring a lot of optimism. And he, you know, Chairman Thompson is a very optimistic guy. He always is. Nope. But uh, obviously, there's a little bit more we need to sail with the speaker selection that happened this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. OK, uh, Jim, I don't know how many times he said. We we've got a job to do. They need to do their job, but it it was it was more than what I realized yesterday when we had the conversation with him. As I was re listening to it, I'm thinking, well, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one, and uh, it it was uh, it was interesting. He's he's going to be beating that drum uh, awfully hard when when Congress gets to work, isn't he?
6: yeah and and it shows the created you know creativity not only in the house for I think some surprises that we're going to see once we see the actual legislation chip, but we're also seeing it in the Senate you know earlier this week uh, chairwoman Stabenow revealed that uh the majority leader Chuck Schumer from New York has given her some additional billions yeah. of dollars in funding now we have to see budget offsets Etc bottom line we have not seen the totality of some of the some some of the detailed features of this bill yet Jeff
0: okay okay um Jim what does he mean by a clean extension?
6: Don't add uh, uh, funding uh, to it. That that's what he means. Just no keep amendments, a, no changes. No amendments, no, no changes. Writers. Just okay. well, yeah, you have to have some with the so-called orphan programs and and things like that. But yeah, but,
0: like the dairy margin coverage. That's a yes, very absolutely important
6: one. yeah, and the twenty-one orphan programs that don't have a baseline, etc., authorization. Other than that, that's clean, and okay. you know, uh, that's what he means by that.
0: Okay, all right, Jim. Who is Speaker Johnson?
6: Uh, a fresh person, a very religious person. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, a good a speaker. He was a former radio broadcaster. Chip. Uh, he had he had he had a program in Louisiana. Uh, quite articulate, and he's a listener. And I think that's going to be one of his best qualities. He actually listens.
0: Okay. Um, would you?
4: Would you, would you say that?
6: Gates won. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to assess that. You, you know, know, I like don't the, know
0: if I, silence works on radio like you think it does, Jim.
6: Yeah, I know. Gates,
0: <laughs> but it may <laughs> work in I like politics. I've like heard nearly of- as much about Gates this
1: week as previous weeks.
6: Well, it's his line of- from this week was, if you think that uh, this that our, our party is not turned uh, far right you, you don't think again right but the way he did it is mm-hmm. just the gates of hell i i yeah, just was... don't don't agree with the process <laughs>
4: he, he was very happy with himself oh absolutely. yes he was and, and the moderates caved they it was a war it was a through attrition the you know, to me the moderates caved and and i but i think th- this is very representative of where the party is at this moment R- whether you agree with that or not it that it's very, 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 very much in line, you know, and there's there's things in regards to the, you know, the lot of coverage of the uh, 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 confirming the election and his positions on that it's it's in line. And so he, he, a constitutional lawyer, um, it, hopefully that this put some of this behind us and Congress can get back to work. Uh, we'll have to debate what that kind of looks like and, and what comes out of that. But I'm glad that they finally finally found a speaker. We can move forward.
0: All right. Um, you know, Jim, it was interesting what Chairman Thompson said about the history books that are being written and the number of good people that were sacrificed on the altar of craziness through this whole process uh, there's I, I've heard talk that former speaker McCarthy really wanted the job back. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And, and uh, they're going to, I don't know whether they're going to carve out. I don't know in what way his skills on camp and getting campaign funds, uh, Chip, yeah. you know, you know, you're know, talking about Kevin McCarthy. Hopefully they will because then that will allow the on-time training for Johnson to become a better speaker. So, but uh, that is a big loss if McCarthy doesn't continue in that role.
4: You know, it's going to be really interesting to read Kevin McCarthy's book when he's done. And and this week, I I thought of that, that line in Jerry Maguire, where like Jerry is hit rock bottom and he says to Rod Tidwell, I- I'm here and this is like a pride swallowing siege. Yeah. And-, and that's what I think of McCarthy. It has gotta be really hard when you wanted that job so badly. And it 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 re- it wasn't it was just re- it was really pulled from you for, for a number of reasons, but it- it's gotta be really hard.
0: Yeah. You know, we we've talked about the offices in the Capitol before. And how it is prized real estate. Well, Byron Donalds from Florida was gaining momentum until he admitted to negotiating with McCarthy for one of those offices in the Capitol, Jim. And he went from gaining momentum to no way, no how is this guy getting the job. It just happened that fast
6: yeah yeah it, it, it moved a lot but I think it was it was Johnson's uh, he had uh, no enemies even amongst the moderates Well, they had to was, go
0: and what his his <laughs> seniority or or power ranking or whatever something like that is 139th or 130 something yeah. they had to go that far down to find a guy that could make everybody happy.
6: Because he was, again, relatively unknown that didn't have any enemies. And, uh, you know, it's just like a star a baseball player is a rookie, uh, Chip. You don't know if they're going to be good. And then they rise to the occasion. Let's hope that's the case.
0: I don't know. I watched the College World Series one year and said, get Mark Pryor from Omaha to, to Chicago as fast as we can. And we made the playoffs because of it. <laughs>
6: Um, he's a yeah, he's a diamond in the rough. Let's hope uh, because the country needs leadership. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, and I think I don't think the moderates caved in this regard. I think that they saw him as a potential uh, leveler that will listen, and you know, you'll know, get the party going again. Because had this gone beyond uh, the 22 days, then uh, it would have been even more fractious. So I, I think the moderates did uh what they had to do. Sean, but, Hady, how were it, you... Yeah, but, go,
4: go ahead. So, sorry. No, you go. I was just going to say, but how do you say that, though, when based on his position on whether or not the election should be certified? That, that that to me is something that a lot of the moderates in the party would have pushed back against.
6: Yeah. Yeah, well, they're in the position, let's look forward, not back. And once yeah, and you take be, that, that, that position, yeah. then you can move forward rather than look back and see that's what... That's what I think what I'm hearing about Trump. He always wants to look back and not forward. And so at least right. they're moving in the right direction. I yeah, don't know, guys.
0: Point. I don't know. I'm telling you, I think the guy that's most surprised that that uh, Mike Johnson is the new speaker of the House is Mike Johnson himself. It's going to <laughs> be true. interesting to see how he handles this transition and the responsibility. Speed round on the free-for-all next.
3: <coughs> hello man
5: where are you i thought
3: you were coming i can't i'm in bed with the flu <coughs> the
2: flu whoa 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 grandma's about to crowd sir. man i'll call you back
3: don't get stuck at home with the flu a flu shot is safe effective and you can get it at the same time as your covid19 vaccine a flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications don't get flu fomo learn more at getmyflushot.org
9: brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the ad council
2: Farming is dangerous, there's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day and we just become desensitized to what's around us.
1: We go through safety training
4: and you know, we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know.
0: There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there.
1: You don't wanna hit a gas pipe because
0: that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it.
1: we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call
2: FarmSafe 811. Starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911.
8: Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org.
0: Liz Knudsen is the Pioneer U.S. soybeans marketing lead. She joins us now to discuss how 2023 harvest results are looking and what are the leading varieties to consider from Pioneer for next year. Liz, talk to us about this year's growing season and how the harvest results are shaping up.
9: Yeah, Chip, we're seeing positive results despite another challenging variable growing season. All reports we've heard have really seemed to come down to water. Did you get enough rain? Did you get too much? Did it come at the right time of year? We're actually seeing some interesting agronomic challenges faced across the Corn Belt as well. You know, areas that maybe hadn't experienced white mold in the past, such as central Iowa, are seeing more white mold this year. I think the same story goes for other geographies on sudden death syndrome as well.
0: All right, Liz, what are your top considerations for making soybean seed decisions for next year?
9: Well, I'd definitely start with what is the field capable of? Are we chasing top end yield or are we expecting more variability across the farm? Either way, this is when I try to consider, you know, what variety really makes the most sense for that given goal. Really, we have to look back at what did the last soybean rotation experience in terms of challenges? And how do I want to face those challenges now knowing that those fields are coming back to soybeans again in 2024? Disease in soybeans can have a really long tail. And so choosing varieties that have the appropriate defensive characteristics is really the number one thing to consider when looking at what you're planting in 24. Another part of evaluating that field history is thinking about weed pressure. Choosing the system that has the most flexibility for them like Pioneers list E3 is really a great choice to provide the agronomic characteristics they're looking for, the top end yield potential, and then ultimately that system flexibility.
0: Excellent, Liz. Hey, where can farmers go for more information?
9: I'd always recommend starting with your local Pioneer sales representative. Another place I'd point you to is Pioneer.com.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Liz. That is Liz Knutson, Pioneer U.S. Soybeans Marketing Lead.
8: Scammers often try to dupe veterans to steal the VA benefits they've earned. Scammers may try to obtain sensitive information or collect payments over the phone, offer to move assets in order to qualify for pension insist benefits may be sent directly to a friend or caregiver, or promise to manage benefits or file a claim for you. VA will never charge you for processing a claim, and only VA can determine eligibility. To report suspicious activity, visit va.gov forward slash OIG forward slash hotline.
1: At
5: Simplot Grower Solutions, success starts with seed. For each field condition, climate, and agronomic management style, your local Simplot Grower Solutions Crop Advisor can help you select and provide the seed that enables you to plant a strong foundation for the growing season. Our team of seed experts are committed to your success and will offer the support you need to optimize your yield potential. Contact your local crop advisor now for your best seed opportunity or visit SimplotGrowerSolutions.com for more information.
1: AgriTalk is brought to you by Bravant Seeds. You want someone who knows how to do the whole job? That's what ag retailers do. That's why Bravant Seeds are available only through retailers. Find yours at
0: bravantcom retail.
3: Hey, girl, what's
0: your name? It's so loud in here. Welcome hear back to the call. free for all here on AgriTalk. Let's get this going again. Jim Wiesmeyer, pro-farmer policy analyst. Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. Davis Michelson and me. Uh, okay. Okay. GDP growth in the third quarter. Inflation numbers, you know, basically in line, uh, 3.4% with expectations. Jim, what does this mean for next week's Federal Open Market Committee meeting?
6: Uh, significant uh, high odds that there will be no change, Jeff. Uh, okay. We had a little bit about everything in those things. And even Treasury Secretary Yellen said yesterday this won't have a follow-through on the GDP. Uh, we'll still have growth in the last quarter, but not nearly as high as the third quarter. You know, Remember- they've been poo-pooing the growth all along. Yeah.
0: I, I, <laughs> what if it? What if growth is 5%? What if somehow some way these consumers that are racking up debt just keep spending?
6: Yeah, well, watch your credit cards. It's already yep. over a billion dollars. So, yeah, it could could be. Could yeah. be, but I don't I don't see it. I just the Fed is just going to stand back for sure November 1. Okay. It'll be a shock if they would uh, uh increase. But yeah. they're they're also saying inflation is not out of the out of the right. way yet, so you better watch right. out.
4: Yeah, it's Haiti? exactly in line in parallel with what the Bank of Canada said this week and did they they did not raise rates either it's right. it's a parallel conversation remember it's six to nine months for these rate hikes to come into effect right it's not like an instant thing so there needs to be caution and, and be paying attention to because there's been a lot of there's been a lot of hikes right and you, you, it's a lag so you've you really got to time that those hikes and and be thinking about the lag and comparing it to today's data It's not an easy task, but uh, consumers definitely going to be happy that they're pausing.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, U.S. airstrikes on targets in Syria. It it was in response to attacks on U.S. forces in the region. Jim, was the U.S. pulled deeper into the Middle East conflict overnight?
6: I don't think so yet. It was a subdued reaction. In fact, the administration should have done it sooner, uh, Chip. To prevent it. Yeah, to prevent it. So, uh, we'll see. And why only two? If they really were aggressive, they know they know the spots to hit in Syria, and they only hit two. Yeah. Is
1: there any connection between uh, Israel waiting on a ground offensive into Gaza and these strikes Mm. here by the U.S.? I'm speculating. Hey, hang on a second, Israel. We're going to take care of this first. Then you head on in there. I I don't like that. There's a delay here. Yeah, I don't understand it. That could Israel
6: be. will usually go the way they want to go in the, mm-hmm. in their uh, portfolio mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, getting back. Mm-hmm. So I know I I think that it's their game plan. They gave a little from a humanitarian perspective, but yeah. I don't think it has dramatically changed their game plan. Yeah. On the geopolitical
4: front, I thought it was interesting that uh, Senator McConnell this week brought up, you know, like when we're talking about aid. Uh, When it comes to some of these countries, remember, some of that money stays at home to basically from a weapons manufacturing standpoint. I I thought that was an interesting argument that he was making, like, just don't think this is a check being FedExed over to another country. Hmm. Uh, Some of that money does stay here.
0: Interesting. And
4: Biden
6: likes that, too. Sure. You know, for the U.S. economy.
0: Yeah, because he likes the made in America that there's no question there. He's invested heavily in that. Um, speaking of by America is Jim is the old Chinese by American tour back.
6: It is, but you know, I didn't even cover it in my updates because I just think it's more something to write about for certain people. I, I just don't, I just don't see the <laughs> the news well, in it. I think it's well, more PR. Well, it is. Yeah, it, it, it
0: definitely is. But, but, in, in the past, it made a difference, Jim.
6: Uh, yeah, but w- when you got used to them, you saw it was mainly a P- PR event between China and various U.S. Uh, you know, companies. What okay. I think the bottom line, Chip, as you're seeing is – this is a, 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 a better relations growing between the US and China that's going to foster in in a meeting sometime in November between Biden and China's leader, Xi Jinping. Uh, that's a plus side. Uh, from a market perspective, I remember we led last week's issue of Pro Farmer with China is short bought soybeans due to logistics problems and not only the United States, but in Brazil. And you're seeing them this week, wash however many vessels, what eight to 10 from Brazil back into the U S that's very market significant.
0: Okay. All right. Um, On, on Wednesday on our farmer forum, uh, we talked a little bit about the navigator pulling out of the CO2 pipeline business in Iowa South Dakota uh, and uh, the, the the comments or the conversation between Dennis and Rock were yeah okay well you know we're, we see that happening but Rock really piqued my interest with a couple of kind of throwaway comments about boy we got to watch it you know the safety of these projects we got to watch the damage that they do to the ground and the yield loss so I had a conversation with uh, the CEO of Summit Carbon Solutions, Lee Blank, yesterday about it. And they're pushing forward with the plans, guys. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the the facilities that were expected to hook up with Navigator, Summit is now pursuing those plans to hook up to uh, an expanded pipeline project. It, this isn't going away, is it?
6: Uh, no, but I'll tell you when I did the six meetings uh, earlier uh, for Iowa Soybean Council. Yep. This is an emotional issue. If they pony up to the farmer who those yep. pipelines go on their acres, then you could have a uh, you know progress on this issue, Chip. Right. Right. And,
4: and, and yeah. So and and the other side of it though too, you can't be like, hey, we need to build these pipelines, like the Keystone pipeline, but then can you be totally right. against? this kind of pipeline yeah you're pro pipeline or you're not pro pipeline
0: right we're going to continue the conversation on this next week on wednesday trent loose trent loose reached out and said hey i'd like to come on and talk about these co2 pipelines uh so we're going to have a conversation with trent uh next week on the show about that hey you guys thank you so much have a great weekend okay fellas
5: sure
0: all right thanks for listening this morning come back this afternoon This is going to be fun. Bill Baruch, Blue Line Futures, Monday Morning Machinery Pete, and Dan Hellstrom from USMEF.
4: Is your dry fertilizer pulling its weight? With Titan XC, your dry fertilizer will work harder than ever before. Ask for Titan XC on your dry fertilizer this fall to maximize nutrient efficiency so you can grow farther with greater yield and return on investment. Available exclusively from Nutrien Ag Solutions. Contact your local Nutrien Ag Solutions crop consultant for more information. Always read and follow label directions.
7: The Scoot Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop Podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find The Scoop Podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail.